Hope Guided by God. Written by Hope Pelkey, read by the author for the Smilo Cancer and Yale Cancer Center podcast, In the Midst of It All. My name is Hope, and I am one of six children. My father left me after my last sibling was born. But when I was about two and a half years old, he came back to our house to check up on us and saw that we had no heat or food. So he called the police. By the time the police came, there were more ice inside the windows than outside. One state car after another came in. The police officers put each of us in different cars. The moment was scary and confusing, but little did I know my life was about to change for the better. On that day, I was taken to foster care and driven to a loving home in Milford, Connecticut. Mr. and Mrs. Rogers had two daughters, Karen and Pam. They were like nine years older than me when I came into this care. I only had a snowsuit on and nothing underneath. Mrs. Rogers went out to buy clothes for me to have for church. She bought me dresses, pajamas, patent leather shoes. We went to church on Sundays, and they always gave us offering money so we would feel included and could learn how to give to others. Although the Rogers, I learned about God and God's goodness and love. Then all of a sudden I had the sense that God was everywhere with me. He was by my side and life was great. I was in a stable home with a lot of love. I did well in school and had lots of friends. I lived with the Rogers for 10 years. Mr. Rogers got phlebitis in his legs and doctors told him that he had to move to a warmer climate to help relieve the pain. At this point, the Rogers asked if they would adopt me, but my biological mother said no. My father remarried and was living in Texas. My mother didn't want me adopted, but she also didn't want me. At this point, my brother and sister took me to my father in Texas. I had a good year living with my father. He taught me the responsibility of working hard and living on a ranch taught us how to care for animals. But my father had cancer and he was dying. He died just one year after living with him. At that time, foster kids needed to stay in the state in which they were born in, so I went back to Connecticut and stayed within a couple foster homes where I was treated poorly, so I ran away. The only thing I had at that point was God and homelessness. My mother, who was living in Vermont at the time, then said she wanted me back. My mother was a different person, two different people. She was so nice to the two children she had with her current boyfriend, but was an awful to me and my brother Rob. So I left. When I left, I tried to get Social Security money, but I could not access it at all. I do realize at the time that my mother had been taking my money. Kids in foster care need to know that they are entitled to and how they can advocate for themselves. Without any money, I ended up sleeping on people's couches. I was still in high school, so I had to figure out a way to get myself to school on my own, make sure I was studying and keeping up with my work. 
had a hard life growing up, but my life was so much stronger because the Rogers taught me about God. Whenever I went to pray to God, I had near misses where people could have taken advantage of me, but God kept me safe so many times. It was God that got me out of the bad situations. After graduating from high school, my brother brought me back to Connecticut. I lived with my foster sister, Karen Rogers, who had just married. And when I started getting my life back together, Karen got me a job. And from there, I got my own place and my life blossomed. When I was 28 years old, I went to work as a department store manager for ShopRite. I worked there for 31 years. My co-workers became like family to me, although my biological family always tried to pull me back into their drama. I stayed out of it and saved eventually and bought a condo. Then in 1994, when I was 40 years old, I found out I had breast cancer. My sister Debbie had just been diagnosed, so I got checked. When I was told I had cancer, they said they caught it early. They were able to get the lump of my chest out. I did radiation and thought that was it for me. My sister, on the other hand, underwent treatment for 18 years. She had treatment for 1994 until she passed away October 31st, 2012. After my sister died, my brother got cancer and died just a couple months later, January 2013. I became depressed from grief over the loss of my brother and my sister, and then a few months later was diagnosed with breast cancer again. I always asked the doctors to treat me as one of their own family members and do the best that they can for me, and they all do. Dr. Nina Horowitz at Smilo Cancer Hospital has been amazing from the beginning. She started our visit by being very caring and motherly. When she told me that I had cancer again, I was completely shocked. When I had my first cancer, it was fine, but when Dr. Horowitz told me I had again, somehow it was more real. My sister had just died, and it was much more scarier. Dr. Horowitz held my hand and looked at me and said, you're going into tunnel vision, it's okay. Her words and her compassion helped me feel more at ease. Once her shock had passed, Dr. Horowitz led me through the treatment options. I came home with that appointment and felt so alone. My foster sister flew to stay with me. My other foster sister came to stay with me overnight. We talked about God and prayed together and felt more secure and less afraid. I could not do anything without God. Whenever I went into surgery, I started the treatment. I would talk to God. I would say, God, it's only me and you here. Here I am. If I saw a Catholic or a Baptist minister or a chaplain in the hospital, I always welcomed them. I didn't care what denomination they were, as long as they loved God. Everything went well with my second cancer. They told me I was cancer-free. I was so relieved to be done with the treatments and the appointments, but that remission only lasted a couple months. 
until I was diagnosed with cancer for the third time. This time I had bladder cancer. The doctors told me they needed to remove the bladder, but they would replace it with something called a neobladder, which is made with my own small intestines. The neobladder has been amazing. It has its problems. I do get kidney stones from time to time, but I don't want it any other way. It works. I am cancer-free once again. I have adjusted and adapted to all these treatments, the doctor's visits. I have come to realize that the less I know about my cancer prognosis and treatment, the less I worry about it. I tell doctors that I don't want to hear all those scary words like metastasize. I need to know where I need to be and when I need to be there. I need to go through all the treatments they offer me, but I don't want to know all the details. I trust my doctors. I talk to God because that's where I need to be. That's where I am safe no matter what happens to me. God makes sense to me, but that was but that's what the Rogers taught me. Keep trusting in God. I am so thankful to God. My birth sister, Patty, who I love forever. The Rogers and Karen and Pam, my true sisters, and all the kind of people who took me in throughout my life. And I am thankful for Smilo. Smilo didn't just take care of my body. They took care of my heart, my body, my mind, and my soul. When I went back to live with my mother as a teenager, my mom told me that my name was Hope because she hoped she wasn't pregnant and never had me. But I see why I am really named Hope because I try to proclaim that hope of God to everyone that I can. If you are knocked down right now, get back up. Keep pushing. Don't stop. Don't let anyone tell you that you're not good enough or that you can't make it. Dust yourself off and keep going. Some days will be harder than others, but if you keep working at it, the harder days become easier and the better days will be more. Whenever you are scared, know that God has got you and say to yourself, it's just me and you, God. We hope you have enjoyed this story. Please subscribe to hear more stories and interviews and tell us how this story has impacted you by leaving a review in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The production of this story episode was made possible by the generous support of the Yale Cancer Center, Yale New Haven Hospital, and the Yale Palliative Care Program, and Yale New Haven Department of Spiritual Care.